0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show on a Thursday. Trent Conan and myself with you for the next couple of hours. Jam-packed, lots of guests on the program today. Coming up in the first hour of the program, Mark Morehouse is going to be here, Cedar Rapids Gazette. I uh, look forward to catching up with Mark, get his take on the... We talked all about it yesterday, probably going back Monday, Tuesday. We talked about uh, way more than we normally would on any given game week, Trent. But uh, you can't, you cannot, uh, I think, um, oversell this game. Now watch, watch it be a dud either way. I just don't think it will be. Um, coming up in the one o'clock hour, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports is going to be here. And Andrew Logue's going to chime in. We need to talk some baseball.
1: We do. Got baseball last night. We Tuesdays did. and Wednesdays are for baseball. They indeed are. And we're gonna I start like with that. football,
0: though. So let's leave the baseball. <laughs> we'll do some stuff with Andrew Lowe, because he's a really good uh, baseball mind mm-hmm. uh in in my opinion. Um I don't know if you saw this earlier in the in the uh yesterday came out yesterday. You no, know, Cole Tracy, the kicker for Auburn, the kid from Assumption yes. College, Division Two. LSU fans are so giddy about this kid kicking the game winner against Auburn that apparently a bunch of Tiger fans have gotten together and are actually donating money to the Assumption football program. They've <laughs> raised over $10,000 just because oh. the grad transfer, Cole Tracy, decides to come to LSU and LSU's needed a kicker. Uh, that's one of those stories. Just One of the many things
1: that make college football just as good as it is. No doubt about it. It's, uh, it's un- unthinkable. And how about that? I, I love the story of... This reminds me of Duncan Robinson. Uh-huh. Played a year yep. at D3 school up in the Northeast. Thought he was better. Mm-hmm. He played well his freshman season, but he went to Michigan. You're going to Michigan. And then you got this D2 kicker. You're going to LSU. And here these guys are. Yeah. I think it goes to show you how many athletes that are out there that can accomplish it. And it's, it's so much more than just physical. Mm-hmm. Just the guys that run the 40s, that have the height, that right, have the size, all right. these things, there's so much more that goes into it, the mental component to be able to deliver. I mean, how about, what's the biggest crowd that kid had played in before? 860.
0: 60, really? Something like that. that. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. That's apparently where it was, somewhere
1: in that, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. And then he walks into Jordan-Hare Stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and kicks a game winner for LSE. I, it's, I know. It's unthinkable. Gary Dieter, remember him, the, the kid that went to
0: Alabama last year for one year and is on the Chiefs practice squad yes, this year? The, Where is he, Bowling, Bowling Green or Bowling Green. something? Yeah, it was Bowling Green, you're yeah, right. Bowling yep. Green, I mean, who had ever heard of him, and there right. he is making plays for the national champion last year? Well, we have a local one with Kyle Gronawake, who shows another wiggle. one.
1: He's I up like there. that kid, Trent. He's playing at University of Sioux mm-hmm. Falls. Mm-hmm. But, and I've been and talking about, about him since the Northern yeah. Illinois game. He had to sit out last year. I mean, you get one shot, one senior season. I'm going to take a shot at mm-hmm. that. I really, I love the kids that do that. I'm, I'm with you. You know, let's spend a couple of minutes on, uh,
0: on Iowa State versus Akron. It, look, it's the games, whoever Iowa State was playing this week, well, maybe not, if it was a Big 12 foe. Um, was going to get overshadowed by the Wisconsin Iowa primetime game. I'm sorry, it's just the way it is, and I know that half the audience doesn't believe me and think we're crazy to even think that, but it's true. I mean, it, and this is um, you know, no offense to Akron, what what do you think we're going to see? Obviously, they're going to they're going to. Um, um do lots of ceremonies prior mm-hmm, to the game, which yeah. is you know un- understandable and here we are three days later, and I know he said it yesterdays it 's just as unfathomable today as it was yesterday um but what do you what do you expect to see?
1: I mean Iowa State needs to win the football game they do need to get on the right side of thing, and I think with the emotion involved, knowing that akron that 's a wake up call if this if it would't happened, what happened with Akron last week where
0: they upset Northwestern, they,
1: and they did it in comeback fashion. Just the way that game played out, because last year Iowa State went up there and they beat an Akron team that was a bowl team, mm-hmm. not a great bowl team, but they were a bowl team. And maybe a bit of a letdown. You come off the emotion of playing your rival, then playing the team that you beat the year previous in Oklahoma, and now we're playing Akron. But there, they will have attention more than I think they normally would. There was a, a cause for concern, maybe with the way the schedule laid out before. Now they'll have their undivided attention, and you know if they're up at the half 24 seven, I don't think you're going to see a second and a half letdown either, because you know what Matt Campbell, the coaching staff's going to be saying. Acker just a week ago did this, so I really expect Iowa State to roll. Can you uh, let's take a minute and go
0: through this. Um... Who was it? Was it Bill Bender yesterday that thinks that Iowa State still an eight win team? Did he say one of our guests? Yeah. Had, I think said that because uh, they look, they see what we see. This mm-hmm. is a this is a really good Iowa State defense, and David Montgomery and Akeem Butler, who's yes. been everywhere this week as far as chatter surrounding him. You know where he's potentially going to land in the draft, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and, and we both like Zeb Nolan as the mm-hmm. quarterback. So. Uh, Here's this. Here's the three games. Well, this is a four-game slate, really. Do they need to win two of these four to assure that they can get the six? I mean, an Akron, I, I, I'm with you. They will beat Akron. So, do they need one of these three at TCU, at Oklahoma State, or home to West Virginia? Knowing that Texas Tech is at home, Kansas, yes, they're better, but Iowa State's better. Baylor, they'll beat Baylor. As I've said all year long, they will beat K-State this year. Texas, I think, is a toss-up. So K-State, Baylor, Kansas, Texas, Tech, that's a four-pack of wins right there. Akron is five. So does the season come down to, at TCU, at Oklahoma State, home to West Virginia, or at Texas, win one of those four, and there's your bowl?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Well, incarnate word. Oh, yeah, you can't forget about that. Right? Phil still doesn't have that.
0: No, Phil doesn't have that. So Need to write it in, don't we? So then, so now maybe we're trying to get them to seven. I think they can get to seven. I think they can, too. Which of that four-pack, the three roadies at TCU, at Oakey State, at Texas, home to West Virginia, most probable victory is which of those schools?
1: West Virginia at home. Because really? it's at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
1: know they've been close against Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. This will be the first TCU.
0: time they get home after the Akron game on Saturday?
1: I think West Virginia. Okay. I'm still not completely sold. I'm getting there with uh-huh. West Virginia. Well, I we nab- didn't
0: see them last week, so they're kind right. of out of sight, out of mind. What do they have this week? they got a big one, do they not? Yes, they do. They've got uh, TCU. They host—no, that's Texas.
1: K-State. 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 That's a pretty big game, too. Yeah. Because I don't think K-State's that good. No. It was a lot better last week, Hmm. but— it was also against the Roadrunners of Texas San Antonio. There you go. You'd hope you get right against the Roadrunners right. of Texas San Antonio. Right. Yeah. The Ole Miss game kind of jumped out. Or Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Right. Yeah. And I mean that was a ball game going, but Mississippi State ran away uh-huh. in the second half. Who do you like second now? In the Big Twelve. In the Big Twelve. TCU.
0: You do. Yeah. After what I saw that, against that, Ohio that State, sold you. It did. Robinson can play. He
1: took a big step forward I from so the little too. bit we saw last year, and even yep. at the beginning, you know, the first game of the season. I thought he took a big mm-hmm. step forward. Trent, they play so quick, and the weapons on the outside—that's The just speed it. that
0: they play with, and don't forget, uh, Iowa State beat them last year, and they've, they'll, they'll they'll remember that when they return. That's Iowa State's next game, is it not? Sure, it is. They go to TCU after this
1: one. That's going to be an evening kickoff, six o'clock. That's been announced. Oh, right, Southwest. right, right. Is that a five,
0: a ESPN two? I want to say. I thought it was the Deuce one. I thought. Um, But it could be the deuce, yeah. Anyways, it's 6 o'clock. We will find it. You know what? I'm going to find it right here while we chatter because the game came out, and I'm assuming my trusty television slate, ESPN2. You had it on the deuce. Yeah, Iowa State, TCU, they're going up against, what else, Virginia Tech and Duke. Yep. We'll get an ESPN treatment. Ohio State, Penn State play on ABC at 6.30. Uh, Stanford Notre Dame on NBC at 6:30. Mm-hmm. Fox has BYU Washington and then the late game on ESPN is Ole Miss LSU.
1: Boy, that's a pretty good primetime slate next week. Better than what we have on paper this week. Yeah, I
0: agree. This week's on paper wise, look at the only as I said earlier in the week and it pains me to say this we're third of the way season after third of the way through Daddy, the season after this week. Don't, don't count week. it down. A third of the it, way no, through, no, Trent. No, I
1: don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear know, it. Neither do I. I don't. Well, then why
0: you bring it up? Because it's just it's reality. You only get to, it goes so darn fast.
1: Let me keep blink my, and it's gone. Let me keep my blinders on. What do they call those things that horses blinkers? Wear? Blinkers. Yeah. Let me no. keep my blinkers on. Tell me about it at the end of November. All right. All right. I'll Until do that. Until then, I will go through life with a smile on my face.
0: All right. You ready to talk to Mark Moorhouse? Let's do it. Mark Moorhouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. He's coming up next. Ken Miller Show, Trenton, I till 2, 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's that time of the week. We talk to him every Thursday, and we're grateful for that. He's Mark Moorhouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, the gazette.com backslash sports. Mark, Trenton, Ken, how are you?
2: I'm
0: hanging in there. Thank you for calling. Uh, listen, uh, we, we appreciate it. So earlier this week, I think it was Tuesday, uh, you had your media availabilities. You had lots of good videos up there talking to a lot of the guys, coaches, parents, etc. Did it feel any different? I know that you you put a, a piece up at thegazette.com talking about the, you know, the guys seemingly stayed a little bit later on Tuesday night. Um, did it seem that this was... A more significant game week than perhaps some of the other ones that will come up during the season?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I don't know how you gauge that or measure it. Um, probably just by the way the players sort of spoke. Um, they uh, they know it's a big game. They know Wisconsin kind of has their number. I want to uh, say it's seven of the last ten now have gone to Wisconsin. Yeah, seven of the last ten games in the series have gone to Wisconsin. So they can feel the weight of that going forward, uh, and they also, you know, in oh December, before the bowl game, Brian Ferentz came out and said, or he didn't come out and said he basically stated the obvious that hey, the you know I, I hadn't heard it articulated quite this way before from Iowa, but uh, he's like hey, got to catch Madison. Madison is uh, the road goes through Madison, and I think they've been chewing on this game for a long, long time, Ken, and I think. Uh, uh, When it comes time to talk about it, it really doesn't matter what they say or do. Uh, What matters is Saturday night.
1: Read some quotes from earlier in the week from Levi Paulson. He was talking about the offensive line and what they need to do against the 3-4. You mentioned this is a game that, though Iowa doesn't circle games like maybe some other programs do, you can tell that there's been an effort put forward to to figure out a way to solve this 3-4 defense and the three-man fronts uh, that they face. They're not exclusively 3-4, but you'll see a lot of that. What do you think Iowa's going to do? What changes schematically do you expect to see offensively Saturday night?
2: Nothing. Uh, (laughs) What would you change? I mean, really, seriously, uh, uh, Iowa is not one of those teams that generally goes into a game with some sort of fixed plays. Now, could you see a throwback play in this game? Uh, You know what? It's been a while since we've seen that tight end throwback play. Maybe one of those. Maybe something crazy like that. I don't think you're going to see acrobatics. I don't think you're going to see exotics. I just uh, it's Iowa, Wisconsin. I'm trying to. I have a question in the mailbag about you know do you see a shootout? And I go back and look at the scores and yeah, when I guess there's a pattern. When there is a shootout, it's usually an Iowa quarterback having a huge game. Um, I want to say 26, 24, and 2014. Jake Rudock threw for I want to say 311 yards. I think it was. Uh, so he went crazy that game and kept Iowa in it against Melvin Gordon. So there were some pretty good elements going on there. And then I think the other game kind of falls in that category, and it gets starts to get kind of far away from this one. It was was uh, 2010, uh, you know, the fake fun game, Brett Bielema. They're big, they're brass. Uh, 31-30, uh, Wisconsin won that game. Stanley through, or not Stanley, Stan Z through uh, 250. 58 yards, I want to say it was three touchdowns, completed 25 passes. So if I was going to be in a shootout, if I was going to win this game, Stanley has to be really, really good. And I think that that's kind of the pattern that I've seen develop here. Um, with Wisconsin since 2013, I'm just going to go into the math. Since 2013, since they brought that 3-4, you know, the scores have been, uh had 9, they scored 24 with Rudock 6, 9, and 14, all from Josh Jackson last year. So, this this uh, 3 4 thing, Trent, you bring it up. It's very, very important for Iowa to figure that out.
0: Hmm. What do you think we know about Wisconsin at this point, Mark? Uh, you know, week week one, they beat the Hilltoppers, uh, University of New Mexico, BYU comes in and picks them off. Um, what do we know about this Wisconsin team? Are we, and I don't want to say giving them too much credit because I agree with, you know, most people that the the Big Ten West goes through Madison. but But maybe are they. I, I don't know. Are they maybe not as good as we, as as a lot of people think that they are, and and are we putting too much stock on that one loss to BYU that uh, that is forming maybe the opinion that I have and is shared by others? Uh,
2: I, I think it's, well, it was the last game, and right. it was a shocking upset at uh, Camp Randall. So I'm with you, Ken. I think that that's you know that's a huge red flag for this team, obviously. What it, where, it, where it goes from here, you know, it, it's obviously in control of that. There are two – Wisconsin is 2-1. Uh, they're not uh, – they're 0-0 o o in the Big Ten West. So everybody's 0-0 o o except for, what was it, uh, Purdue and Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're not going to matter this year. So, uh, yeah, it's a huge game, and I think uh, the Big Ten West kind of sets up on it. And, you know, what, what, uh, what do we know about Wisconsin? Um, I was trying – my internet's a little slow here this morning. Uh but I was trying to look at um, oh what was it? Uh oh uh, explosive plays for Wisconsin. I wanna see I wanted to see how how they've been doing with that. Uh, plays of uh ten plus yards. Um let's see, Badgers. Oh, they're third in the league. Uh fifty three plays over ten yards. So uh is that real? Has, has that has Wisconsin done that against enough good enough competition? Um Yeah, they're moving the ball. I mean, last week they rushed the ball for 200 yards. uh, I think it was 50 plus carries. That's a winning number for Wisconsin. Right now, I'd say Wisconsin's uh, deficit is on defense, and uh, particularly in the secondary and uh, the front seven's not been great. I know they have great linebackers, but uh, boy, BYU—I almost said LSU. BYU (laughs) moved the ball on the ground last week and uh, almost 200 yards itself. So to me. BYU rushing 28 times for 191 yards. That's the biggest stat that came out of that game. They are gettable on the ground. Now the question goes, can Iowa get them?
1: Move to offensive linemen over to play defensive line. And as good as Sagapolo is, I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it. Van Ginkle's banged up. It certainly looks to be a different kind of Wisconsin offense. You mentioned the big plays. Horny Brook and that loss to BYU only threw one pass in the air 20 yards down the field figure it's going to have to make some more plays from the Badger perspective, get it done. Is it as simple as who makes the big play or the bad play between the quarterbacks, Nate Stanley and Alex Hornibrook?
2: Yeah, I, this is going to be uh, a game between those two. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, right, Trent? I mean, uh, there's both, both quarterbacks struggle. Uh, those teams have gone down in flames pretty much. Uh, Wisconsin's had enough to kind of I don't want to say prop up Horny Brook, but kind of keep him up afloat in games where he struggled. Iowa hasn't, Stanley hasn't had the same sort of uh, grace because, you know, the running game just hasn't, hasn't been dependable, hasn't been, uh, a, a, you know, immovable force or object in the last, whatever, however you want to put it, in the last couple of years. So the running game uh, for Iowa, hugely important in this game. It's got to help Stanley a little bit. It's, this This game is not going to be all one on Stanley and, uh, fan and air show Magistry. It's it's going to be grubby, grubby, grubby. It's going to be like a – I can't appreciate this. Uh, it's going to be a greasy goal game. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate that. Uh, Mark Morehouse is our guest, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark, uh, as far as the Big Ten West, it's uh, – you know, we went into the season thinking it's Wisconsin, and then you could go around the room and get a whole bunch of different opinions who's going to be Wisconsin's biggest challenger. Well, after three weeks of season – not big ten season, but of season, we certainly seem like that Iowa is that team that's most likely if there is a team to knock Wisconsin out of that perch. We're not buying Northwestern. I don't think uh Minnesota's three and oh, but are they a fake three and O Nebraska's got quarterback issues. Martinez plays at a different team. I think we i I missed on Purdue. I thought maybe that would be that team, but um is is Wisconsin and Iowa then everybody else? who would be that other team that's creeping into the conversation?
2: I hate to say this, but I, I got to think it's Northwestern, right? I mean, the way that Northwestern plays defense, they have a lot of, I think, top-end personnel. Patty Fisher's a great player. Um, uh, the defensive end, the big kid, uh, name begins with the V and blanking on right now, but they have the, their personality. I think Northwestern's personality and their team is on defense this year and with Clayton Thorson coming off a knee injury. Uh, I think the offense is, Struggled And they've lost, of course, they've lost to Akron last week, which is, I think, Akron's second win over Big Ten school, first win since the Civil War or something well, crazy like that. It's true. So, so I think uh, Northwestern probably, but Ken, that discussion gets awfully, awfully thin, awfully, awfully yeah, fast. So it does. I think whoever wins Saturday night is uh, master and commander of the Big Ten West, and uh, the only way they get out of that chair is if uh, they do something stupid.
0: Do we book our hotels in Indianapolis yes. if it goes Iowa's way yes. on Saturday? Yes, yes. Is that crazy, Mark? Trent's in. It sounds like Trent's going <laughs> to. I wouldn't just because,
2: you know, Iowa has, still has will have some rickety, rickety-ness to it. It'll still have, you know, problems with like P.J. Hawkinson. Who, you know what, by the way, if you want to know what's going on with Iowa football, every week try to listen to him. He's mm. pretty blunt on the assessments, but um, – if you listen to him there's work to do there's new problems popping up every week and you know what i think the, the this team is getting better at fixing those and that's really probably going to be the thing that stamps 2018 is uh, 10 and 2 or something even better or 8 and 4 and just another 8 and 4 is going to be how well they play when they have to adjust in game you saw stanley didn't do that really great against Iowa State didn't make those in game adjustments uh, i would say the same thing against the uh, Northern Illinois, but against Northern Iowa, boy, the game plan was there, and the in-game adjustments, if there were any even called for, uh, they looked terrific. Uh, so, I think this is this team, Iowa, specifically in defense, you know, with Amani Jones kind of falling through in the first week, mm-hmm. they've remade themselves. They've totally remade themselves, and they're good at doing that now. They're getting better at that. They can handle an injury here and there. Offensively, I think they're kind of there with the running game, or little the offensive line, but uh, I think Getting Ivory Kelly Martin back will be a huge thing. Keep the running game going. Get it close. close the closer I was to four, four and a half yards of carry in this game is going to be gold for them.
1: I'd say, in fact, get them right now. Get those hotels. Oh, right you're now. that confident? No, because you're, you don't lose anything with hotels, right? You Ooh, book well, you it, can cancel. You sure. Can <laughs> cancel. So, yeah, do it now. Get something good because 2015, we didn't get on it early. We ended up out in the uh, not the nice part of Indianapolis. Away from by the, the speedway, uh, uglier than that. Okay, we. Uh, I had a a drunken friend that walked through a drive through and was told by the person at the window, "Get moving, or you're gonna get shot." Wow, nice. Yeah, so uh, do better than that, and uh, that's what I'm gonna be doing <laughs> going into this. Great one. advice, Trent. <laughs> yes, <Gordon. laughs> yes. Get on it early. Get <laughs> on it early. Mark the injuries. Ivory Kelly Martin, Amir Smith Marset, Cole Banwart. Those three guys are back. Do you anticipate limited capacity, or since this is something that we found out early in the week. They're all systems go for Saturday night.
2: I have to think they're they're all ready to go. Uh, with running back with an ankle injury, that, that's the one that makes me most nervous, mm-hmm. Ivory Kelly Martin. Uh, but it's been a while, and if it's just a sprain, he should be okay. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset, I'm, I'm going to imagine, I'm going to guess that he probably could have played last week if he really, really needed to. Cole Banward, I'm not 100% sure on. But uh, if he's practicing, I imagine he's in. Um, and does that does that change the face of the offensive line? Probably not, but it it puts their best vibe out there, and that's a positive thing, especially against Wisconsin. But really, I think getting Ivory Kelly Martin back, he's the guy who won. I don't think he'll be a huge key, but he'll be a guy who could maybe generate, oh, 120 yards of uh, total offense against Wisconsin. That's going to be gold. I really think Iowa has to figure out the running game between the tackles. I think that was... A big part of uh, how they won in 2015 was, I think it was Jordan Canzeri getting about 125 mm-hmm. yards, just basically between, and inside zones between the tackles. Iowa blocked that extremely well. They had a little bit of that started last year against the Badgers. It went away. Um, but establishing that and making that work, I think, would be a huge. Met- it would be a fantastic message for this team to send at the Badgers. Hmm.
0: Mark, is a bye week next week, but uh, hopefully we'll have t- an opportunity to catch up, recap what happens on Saturday night, and look at them as they get set. And you get set, quite frankly, to spend a significant amount of October on the road following this football
1: team. Mark, quickly, with the 7.30 start, you do have deadline. This will be the latest start in Kinnick Stadium history How much of a crunch is it for you? Take us behind that newspaper curtain.
2: (laughs) Well, last week I just wrote one story, and it was a lot easier. So I'm going to do that again this (laughs) week. I'm going to write one story and try to concentrate on putting out something that's semi-coherent. But, you guys, I'm just going to put out a huge caveat. This game is close, and this ends up uh, decided on a last-second field goal you are going to get gibberish in the McCoy paper <laughs> tomorrow morning i ap- apologies ahead of time but you're going to get gibberish and you're going to get nonsensical stuff from the first quarter sorry that's how it's going to
0: be gotcha thank you mark appreciate it. we'll talk to you next week thank you guys thank you mark morhouse cedar rapids gazette gazette.com/sports yeah not a uh, not a sports writers friend these late kickoffs
1: so tomorrow as i'm getting ready to depart for vegas I will leave my picks for you. I don't think my five pack will include Iowa, Wisconsin. Okay,
0: so they're going to be in the can, right? Good. You'll yes. take those for us yeah. so
1: I can play them. I'll I'll throw those in there, and we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll have those playing. I'll throw to you because after all, I have the T box again, again, again. It's incredible. second straight week. Yes, you're you're on fire. I,
0: I'm about a couple of games above five hundred. I think oh, I yeah. can pitch an over and still be right around the
1: 500 you're 10 mark. And five hundred. You're 10-5. There you go. I'm eight and seven yeah you're,
0: you're, you're both your heads above water, barely
1: squeaking by
0: you know let me, let me ask you this um because I don't we're, we're all on the same page you you can't you can't um oversell how, how big this game is right. so there's eight games left after this. give me your it, from an Iowa perspective, what you think you know, as an Iowa fan that's mm-hmm. what, that's what you are, but you're you you're you know is is unbiased as you possibly can be and I appreciate that. Most difficult three games left on the schedule in your mind. I mean Penn State would be on that list so who are the other two? Penn
1: State certainly is
0: Northwestern just because of what they always do to Iowa seemingly. These are always not always we've seen some blowouts lately. Yes
1: when when Iowa beats them they beat them like a drum and when it's close Northwestern finds a way. They seemingly do. Since it's in Kinnick. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be in the top three for you? That Minnesota game. I'm, That's their first game back after the bye. I'm starting to row the boat a little bit. Are, ya? The Flexster, are you? The Flexter
0: This you're gonna row the boat all. You're gonna roll the boat north on I-35 I, to see that game. Is that where you're I, going? I
1: might be doing that too. Well, it
0: depends on this weekend in Vegas. I'm
1: assuming, yes, right? It'll yeah. go a long way to that. Right, right. We'll be seeing if we're celebrating with grain belt or champagne. <laughs> right. No, I just he's built a program before, mm-hmm. and I don't like the histrionics. I don't like the. Everything's elite, right? Its shtick. I think it'll wear thin at some point. Yeah,
0: but, but they're ahead right now, Trent. This are. wasn't supposed
1: to happen this no, year. No, absolutely not. Now there's still a lot of football to be played. I mean, Minnesota certainly this week can go out to Maryland, give up 300 yards rushing, as we've seen Maryland do before last week, and mm-hmm. that lost to Temple. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the remaining schedule. They got Iowa, Ohio State on the road at Nebraska, Indiana, who's three and zero. After that, I mean, it could go south very quickly. For the Gophers. But, but it sure
0: looks as though they're going to with Indiana, Illinois on that schedule. It looks like they're and, and even Maryland this week. They they will be hard pressed not to make a bowl game at this point.
1: Three more, three more, Maryland, Indiana, mm-hmm. Illinois, get right. all of those. You have to, and you got Purdue, and you got Purdue at home, right? You get Northwestern at home. Mm-hmm. It's not an overly daunting. I think they're, I think they're bowling, yeah. Trent. I think you're right. Uh, that one though, I would certainly for Iowa. So even more it.
0: so than Northwestern. So Penn State so. and Minnesota, and who would your third one be?
1: Might be at Indiana. Really?
0: Back-to-back weeks.
1: Yeah. The, the Maryland game, so much luster. A week ago, I kind of asked that question, are we sleeping on Maryland? And no, I don't beat. think we are. We get beat by, you see him get beat by Temple, and, mm-hmm. and what's going to be left How the they tank. beat
0: Texas but the last two years is...
1: Right. Right. They're healthy. They ran uh-huh. the football. They Maryland did it in week number two, too. I mean, they Bowling Green. That was a perfect trap spot. They went up there, and ran for like 400 yards. Like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't same old Maryland. No, and then of course, same old Maryland shows up after that. I, uh, yeah, that that, is that Nebraska Indiana in the conversation. No, no, no. no. at that point is Adrian Martinez upright. Well, maybe he doesn't play till then. <laughs> <laughs> if, that, if that's the case, all right, we'll have a different conversation. Right. No, no, Nebraska. I've seen nothing out of the Cornhuskers for this year. Right. That makes me. Because are you pumping the brakes on your? Scott-
0: no, I still. Scott Frost's going to get this team. He's going, going. to win a national yeah, championship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's There's, going to win a national. No, champ- no, no, no,
0: oh. no, 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 no. He's going to win a Big Ten championship. Okay. I'm not sure he's going to win a national because Alabama's not leaving college football.
1: Well, Nick Saban soon. may be. I mean, yeah, it- Nick Saban will be at some point. See, at this is point- this has always been my my argument against Scott Frost at Nebraska. I think he'll win. Mm-hmm. I think he'll win division crowns. I think he'll win a Big Ten and and get to a college football playoff or two. But will that be enough? If he gets that program up and humming and consistently there, nine and three, ten and two, a couple of breakthrough seasons, but then college football playoff and they get their blows door, doors blown off by Clemson, like Michigan State a couple yeah, years ago yeah. when they beat the Hawks it, in fifteen. Yeah, it, if you see that. Our Nebraska fans because well we're close yeah. but maybe this isn't the you guy. Just that... can't
0: get us over the hump.
1: right. I, you know how that fan know, base is, Ken. I know. Trent, and,
0: I lived it in nineteen ninety. What's a long time ago,
1: but they were yeah. rabid back then, and they didn't deserve to because they were still back going back to the end of the nineties. It's that that is my concern with mm-hmm. with the Frost regime. He's going to do a good job. He's going to get them at a high level. I but only. he's one of theirs, though. That's why maybe it's different. Kind of one of theirs. Well, he played there. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, though, when he went to Stanford. Uh-huh. And but he came home. He did. Yeah. There's still some, some lingering Well, things. Winning will solve that. But winning at 9-3 and three is yeah. different than winning national championships. That's Frank Solich. Absolutely. Frank that, Solich got the ticket out of town for 9-3. and three. Yes. That, that's always been my, my argument against Frost at that level. Because if he gets him built back up, but then can't break through. But here's the thing, Trent. This is 2018.
0: There's a a good chunk of Husker Nation that doesn't even remember the the, the golden era. That's true. We're getting further. As we get further and further away from that, maybe the expectations will come back to reality a little bit.
1: Look at Michigan. I mean, they've run through coaches. Mm -hmm. They've run through their own. Mm -hmm. They got one of their own. They got one of their own. and And they're not real pleased with him. They're chewing him out and spitting him out. Yeah, until you beat the Buckeyes. Right. And until Nebraska can get past Wisconsin, Iowa, and then that next step, get past Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn Mm -hmm. State, then get into the playoff and win two games. And that's the other component. It's just that's why this structure of college football, I don't know if it's going to be good for the game going forward.
0: Well, I don't know what the conferences are going to look like going forward. That's another aspect
1: 2025. of
0: 2025. Right. What do what what sports look like in the collegiate landscape at that time? Are we super-conferenced by then? We don't know. Yeah. Is is Nebraska back in what's the Big 12? I mean, there's a lot of—you see it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Big Ten fans that just would rather go back to, you know, what What the hell do we need Rutgers for? Right. What do we bring Maryland into this? We hate Nebraska. And with the changing demographics of
1: television watching— That's The cord-cutting. And that's why we're repeating ourselves. That's why Rutgers is part mm-hmm. of this. But in 2025, as more and more people go away from TV, who knows
0: what we'll be what we'll be watching and how right. we'll be watching in 2025?
1: But it is as simple as all right, you're an Iowa fan, you spend your 4.95 a month, and you just get all the Iowa games or. Nine ninety five, you get all the Big Ten games. A la carte, you mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. could be something as simple as that. Well, the
0: Big Ten Network doesn't want that. No, that's why I never. That's why my argument was, and I still think I was on the on the right side of things. I was proven wrong. I did not think that America would go for a Big Ten tax. If you have a TV set in your house, you have to pay.
1: A couple of pennies every month, mm-hmm. whether you want the Big Ten Network or not. Gertrude down in Florida is paying for it. She's paying her dime. She doesn't even know if she hasn't. No, she's never been to 610 no, before. Absolutely. She's never made it past a Lifetime yet. And I is. never thought that that would get
0: past. Uh, the general public, but here we are. But I don't know for much longer. Uh, speaking of much longer, we don't have any minute longer with this segment. We'll take a time out. Trent and I will continue. We're here until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show. If you missed any portion of the program, you can always go back to KenMillerShow.com, click the podcast link. Uh, Trent and I will be back after this on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's time for the Hawkeye Swarm, brought to us by our friends, Dr. Stephen Fuller. This time, well, not quite, about an hour from now, Doc, I'm going to see you later on this afternoon, as uh, we'll have that doctor-patient relationship uh, as I sit down in your chair and you look at the work that I had done yesterday on uh, my root canal. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: Doing well. You got plenty of sleep. You ready for uh, to, to work on my mouth, are you? Oh yeah, I'm got plenty of sleep and ready to roll. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll see. I'll see in a little bit. Well, what we'll see in a little bit, actually. Uh, look, we can't. We're not wishing any of our time away here. But boy, this next forty eight hours, seemingly going to drag, is uh, Wisconsin and Iowa will play under the lights at Kinnick Stadium, seven thirty. Now, in your section, Doc, does your section wear black or gold? We are gold. And how, they are gold. Uh, how how long did that take to catch on? As you think back to you know when they first started doing that, and you know when somebody shows up in your section, they're not uh, they're not wearing the proper colors. Do you ridicule them?
3: <laughs> uh, no, you always find those oddballs mm-hmm. uh, throughout the stadium, and I just think uh, you know they just a either didn't get the message or they didn't buy either the gold or the black. Right? You know they just don't have it in gold and black. I mean, trying to find sometimes gold things that you want to wear, you know, uh, depending on the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's hard to do sometimes, you know, and uh, but you
0: always get those oddballs that were red. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense. Hey, Doesn't uh, make a lot of sense. You know, as you, as you look at this schedule, and you and I talked about this off the air, the, the, the four game, I mean, four games into the season, all of which have been home. Doc, there's precious few games left. Maryland's the only October game at home. Then you get Northwestern on the 10th of November. Black Friday rolls around. Here comes Nebraska. So after this, there's only three home games. Am I, am I seeing that? Yeah, three home games left at Kinnick Stadium after Saturday night. That's crazy to me.
3: And unfortunately, I'm gonna miss two of the three
0: Maryland you know, and who else Were you gone for the Northwestern game or Nebraska?
3: I will be missing the Nebraska game because uh we are spending time in uh, Orlando for oh, uh, the entire right. family for uh Thanksgiving so yeah, so I'm gonna miss uh two of them this time because I' got a meeting uh with the uh in Cleveland for uh, the Maryland game and so we'll uh We'll make it worth our uh, listeners' uh, while. Uh, oh, sounds like you've got, tickets.
0: you've got a little. That's right. We do have Nebraska tickets to give away. I think we'll probably save those for the Northwestern game. You know, a meeting in Cleveland, who in the heck is the uh, meeting organizer that that's puts the meeting in? Of all cities you could go to, Cleveland, Ohio, in the middle of October? Yuck.
3: Well, you know, when you're up for election and uh, you uh, control – uh, where the um, meeting will be held, you hold it in your home state because oh, okay. you can stack the deck.
0: I gotcha. One of those deals. <laughs> well, let's talk some football, shall we? And let's get to let's look ahead to what you we expect to see uh, Wisconsin and Iowa on Saturday night. Look. um... I don't think Wisconsin is as good as most people thought that they were going to be prior to the season. Not saying that they're going to roll over and I was going to pace them. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. But I think the respect that we gave to Wisconsin perhaps – you know, back in August, that they are head and shoulders above everybody in the Big Ten West. This is an invincible team. A lot of people pick them to win the Big Ten outright, not just the Big Ten West. Uh, BYU picks them off at their place last week. Are they vulnerable? Doc Fuller is Wisconsin. Maybe not quite as good as we thought that they would be prior to the season starting.
3: Well, I think they, you know, they they showed their weaknesses, and I'm hoping that the Hawks can uh, exploit those weaknesses. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be one heck of a defensive battle. But uh, you know, they, supposedly they uh, are the uh, offensive line U, but uh, they weren't controlling the line any better uh-uh. than uh, uh, BYU. I mean, you know. So I think our defense is going to line up fairly, you know, nicely against uh, Wisconsin, and we're gonna we're gonna be able to put some pressure on their running back and their quarterback, and and. I'm just hoping that uh, our studs uh, on our offensive line uh, can, you know, muster up and get some points on the board. I see a low-scoring game. I don't. I do too. I don't see. I don't see too many uh, points. I mean, I, you know, if if we get into the twenties, uh, I would I, be surprised. I think this is going to be more of a, a grind-it-out type game um, and uh, a defensive battle and whoever makes the least amount of mistakes is going to come home with the big W.
1: Doc Fuller, I always enjoy going down memory lane with you. So taking a look back at your favorite Hawkeye Badger matchup throughout the years, I've been to Camp Randall a number of times, 2003, Iowa got down big, came roaring back and won it on a late fourth down stop, uh, down at the goal line in the rain, they went there, they beat Barry Alvarez in his final home game. That was pretty good. Do you have a memory that sticks out? Your favorite Hawkeye Badger memory?
3: Well, that one's a classic game. I mean, uh, and my uh, we went up there, and my nephew and and uh, my nephew at that point had uh, never seen the Hawkeyes lose a game. Wow! And uh, of course, uh, Farren's goes well. Bring him to all. Told my dad to bring him to all the games then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a classic. I mean, our uh, uh, and, you know, even the one we lost uh, when uh, belama I mean, Belama's team came back and, and, uh, uh, and beat us in Iowa City. Yeah. Uh, that, was a, that was a good game. And, and, you know, the Wisconsin fans were doing nothing but complaining about Brett. And, of course, we know what happened to Brett. He took off and went to Arkansas. Oh. And, and why wouldn't you if you don't, you, know, you don't get the respect from your own fans uh, you know, you bolt, and yeah. you can't blame them. But uh, there's been many, many, you know, good games in this series between Wisconsin and Iowa, and uh, you know, it, it, it's really hard to put, you know, put a finger on it. in recent history which one is the best one. I mean, you know, because they're all smash mouth. And, uh, you know, usually the last man standing is uh, the winner.
0: Well, 2015 for me, just what it uh, led to, an unbeaten regular season and off to the Rose Bowl, and I got out my pen and checked something off my bucket list. So that's the one I remember the most because that one, there was so much on the line, even though it was early in the season. All right, Doc, let's put you on the spot here. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's a low-scoring football game, and I'm guessing you're going to take Iowa. Uh, that would be an upset if you didn't. So Iowa wins this football game by a score of what, Doc Fuller? I think it's going to be
3: 17-13, maybe 14, you know, depending yeah. on, you know. So that's where I'm checking in at. And, of course, I'm checking my pulse already. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, two days away. So, you know, <laughs> the adrenaline's already starting to flow, and I bet it's starting to flow in the – Uh, the uh, Hanson uh, practice facility also.
0: I'm assuming it will. Going to be a huge spot. Doc, great stuff. We'll uh, talk to you next week, and I'll see you in about an hour. Thank you, Doc Fuller. All right. Have a good afternoon. Yeah, you do the same. Uh, Doc Fuller? Fuller Family Dentistry. All right, Trent. we've got a couple of minutes coming up in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, is going to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll uh, talk about a number of things. Well, Frank's a Wisconsin alum. He is. Let's He's start a, there with him.
1: Uh, badgers.
0: Oh, He's boy. a badger. He's
1: a badger. I what he you think? Badgers. Does,
0: do you think that these
1: badgers, after what they saw last week, is that a good loss? You know, reading their post-game comments. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem devastated by it. Hmm. It was was very just odd the way you figure with those kind of aspirations, at least nationally that were there, that it would be devastating. And it seemed that way. It was, we got to go back to the drawing board. We got to get better. I mean, it it sounded like Iowa after a loss in a lot of ways. Uh And talk about mirror images. That's a part of it. I I was surprised reading uh, T.J. Edwards, a couple of things that he had said afterwards, so wake-up call, or maybe they realize with some of the injuries that they have, this is going to be more difficult than just showing up. I mean, football teams kind of know what's happening around them mm-hmm. more than we do. Maybe they look around and say, boy, we have an offensive line we now play a defensive end. This is going to be tough.
0: And it's going to be an unbelievable environment. Not that they've never experienced unbelievable environments right. because they have, but mm-hmm. this is this has got a chance to be really special. Okay, so Frank Schwab in the one o'clock hour, Andrew Lowe, we are going to get to baseball. We're going to do it. Are we? I'm ready Promise? I am In fact, ready you know what? I'm going to resist starting college football with him just because once we <laughs> do that, sometimes
1: we never yes, get away from it. Yes, yes. Tis there's, the season after all. There's a lot of good baseball to be talking about and... Hey, we, we got the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Maybe we got the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. We, Brewers, kind of. No, no, Brewers yeah, here. I think here. so, yeah. Indians? No, too
0: far. Too far. Yeah, Colorado, too far. Yankees? There's plenty of them. Yeah, no, 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 no. We'll do some baseball with Andrew Logue. Frank Schwab's coming up next. As we continue on here, it's the Ken Miller Show, 1 o'clock hour next, 1700 KBGG.